Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. So come with me to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25. So notice what well, I only just preached out of this um, in February. <laughs> uh, we preached out of this and when we're in our TikTok series and we're talking about um, the Yeezy yoke, this passage, we talked about the Yeezy yoke and how we needed to live our life in such a way that, you know, it was... Uh, the great exchange took place where Jesus took the burdens of our world and we took on the burden of him and so on and so forth. But there's just a little bit in this verse I want to focus on this afternoon. But we'll read the passage and then we'll... should come up on the screen. Is it? Yeah, it's up there. Cool. Thanks, Zeke. It says, uh, in verse 25, it says, At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Verse 27, all things have been committed to me by my Father. No, no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, this is Jesus speaking, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Let's stop there for a second. I am gentle and humble in heart. We're actually going to live out of that past, that part of the passage in a minute. And he goes on to say, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I want to talk about encountering the heart of Jesus. So Spurgeon said, and it's true, that this is the only scripture in the account of Jesus in the Gospels where we actually see the very core of who Jesus is. He actually shares with us who he is, who, not just what he is, what he can offer or how he can interact with us, but with who he actually is. We see with uh, unveiled, I guess, or completely open what the heart of Jesus actually looks like. So there's no other passage in the, in the, in the, in the Gospels that um, Jesus reveals himself in this way. And the way he chooses to reveal himself is by saying, I am gentle and humble in heart. I am gentle and my humble in heart. He could have called himself many different things, which of, which of all of them would be true. You know, he could have said, I am righteous and glorified. I am mighty and strong in heart. He could have said many, many different things, but he chose to reveal himself in such a way that gives us such a clear picture of who Christ is and how he interacts with us. In one statement, I am gentle and humble in heart. So the first thing he tells us is that he's gentle. Now this gentleness is not, it doesn't make him a wussy God. 
It doesn't make him a weakling or, or somehow scared of opposition or somehow uh, he, he would turn away from a fight. That's not the kind of gentle he's talking about here. What he's talking about is that he is gentle in his approach to us. The way Jesus approaches us We love you, Joe. Now I'm totally lost. <laughs> That's all right. It's all good, mate. We are, he's gentle. He reveals to us that he is gentle in how he interacts with us, in how he approaches us. He's, he is not a harsh God. There are a lot of people out there that think God is a harsh God that somehow we have to jump through the hoops to be able to appease him. Because if we don't, then his wrath will come down on us, that he'll somehow be displeased with us. Do you realise that God is not displeased with you? He's not, because it's not how he interacts with us. He doesn't come to us with anger. He comes to us with love. He comes to us with compassion. He comes to us with mercy. You know, we see the compassion he takes on Bartimaeus, the, the mercy he extends to this man. We see all through the Gospels when Jesus interacted with people that were, you know, people that deserved to be punished, yet he didn't punish them. There was a man hanging on a cross next to Jesus that he could have easily just, you know, totally ignored, but he didn't. He chose to interact with this man and welcomed him into paradise with him. So we see that Jesus does not react the way the world reacts to how we live our life. When we get things wrong, we can be, the world will react to us in anger or react to us in cynicism or criticism or, or accusation or, or whatever it may be. But yet Jesus doesn't come to us that way. Why? Because he is gentle and humble in heart. What a great picture we see of Christ you know, when I've read this, this passage so many different times, I've preached on this passage. I don't know how many times I've preached on this passage. And I've talked about, you know, coming to Him and laying the burden down on Jesus. And, and I've talked about the rest for your soul and how you find that rest when you're in relationship with Jesus. But yet I'd never actually really focused or, or really thought about this one passage of Scripture that's nowhere else that says where Jesus reveals who he truly is. That he's gentle and humble in heart. That that is not just what Jesus does, but it is who he is. For the heart is not just the seat of emotion, but it is the very core of who we are. And what Jesus is saying here is this is the very core of who he is, he is gentle and humble. That's the core of Christ. That's not just what He does, but it's who He is. And, and if He can be like that, that means that we can imitate that in our lives. That we can be just like Jesus. That we don't have to have harsh corners on our life where, you know, where we've we, we, we got a little offence here or we've got a little uh, thing going on over here or we're upset over here. And, but, but Jesus shows us that, that in the way that He interacts with us, we can then interact with others. It's that gentleness. It's that kindness, kindness and compassion. If you look up the word gentle, you see the word kind in the dictionary. 
See the word kind, you see compassion. Jesus was compassionate, but he was not soft. He was kind, but he was not weak. He was gentle, but he was not a pushover. It was in how he approached people. You know, he came to the the woman at the well who, one, he wasn't even meant to be speaking. By law, he shouldn't have been speaking to. She was an outcast. She She was nothing in that society. But yet we see Jesus when he interacts with her. He doesn't come with her with harsh harsh accusation. He doesn't come at her with with a pointed finger. He comes at her just open to have a conversation. And he has a conversation with this woman and it literally transforms her life. Because all she had ever experienced about God was harshness from the Pharisees, the Sadducees and the religious people of that day that had pushed her away and she was out getting water in the middle of the day because because that was the only time she could go. People didn't do that. They went in the morning. They didn't go in the middle of the day because it was the hottest part of the day. But for her, it was easier to go in the middle of the day where she didn't get ridiculed where she didn't have people looking and talking about her behind her back. She could go out there by herself and get that water. And here's Jesus in the middle of the day interacting with this woman that everybody else thought, what is this teacher doing? He should not be doing this. This is, this is breaking the rules. But yet when you read that story, you see that Jesus is gentle and you see his humility come through in how he interacts with her. It literally transforms her life. Literally. Literally. I like that word. In Titus 3 5. Let me go there, Z. He saved us not because of right the of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and in renewal of the Holy Spirit. He saved us because of his mercy. Another attribute of Jesus, of his mercy, his kindness, his compassion towards us. The reason we were saved was not because we somehow can manipulate our way into the kingdom of God. In the day this, you know, this, 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 these people that were reading this, these people that were hearing this in its day when it was written were people that thought they had to somehow appease God, that somehow they had to make sacrifices to somehow get across the line with Him. But yet we see in Titus that he says, you weren't saved because you were a good person. You weren't saved because you could do the right things that were uh, deemed as good things, you, that those things did not save you. You didn't, you didn't get saved because you turned up to church every week. You didn't get saved because you helped old ladies across the road. You didn't get saved because you and your own thinking were a good person. You got saved because God had mercy on you. And only because He had mercy on us. Because that is who he is. God doesn't just have have mercy, he is mercy. Jesus literally is the heartbeat of God on the earth. That's who he is. Jesus is God's heart. Jesus is God's mercy. Jesus is God's grace. What if grace is not just something Jesus has, but is also 
who he is. And the only way to truly experience the grace of Jesus or God is to come into relationship with him. And I've been harping and banging on this for I don't know how long, for the last few years, that the most important thing you can do as a Christian is to cultivate your relationship with Jesus. I believe with the, with the way the world is going, the way we have come and the way the world is going, if you do not build this relationship with Christ strong, you are going to struggle. We will struggle in the coming years to be able to hold our ground and stand firm in our faith. The, our relationship with Jesus is pivotal in how we will negotiate what's coming in the future. There seems to be now no room for indecision when it comes to God. There seems to be no space anymore for, for a half-baked Christian experience in life. It's like you're either in or you're out. That's what it feels like with God. It's kind of like, it feels like God is saying, well, we've got through COVID, the church has changed, but there's more things coming. And we've got to, we have to make sure that the most important relationship of our life is our relationship with Jesus. That we are drawing nearer and nearer and nearer to Him every opportunity we get. Because it's, that is the one solid foundation we will need moving forward with the way the world is going. And there are many different things. And if we could talk about them all day about why we're going to need this relationship. But without it, we're going to struggle. Second thing he tells us is that he is humble. He's gentle and he is humble of heart. And I like it because he starts with I am. There's another one of those I am statements from, from Jesus and God has lots of I am statements in the Bible. He says, I am gentle. I am humble. I am humble. I don't just act humble. He literally is humility on the earth. That's what he was. When he walked around, he was a humble man. He did not, you know, think himself better than others. He did not act like he was somehow more superior than others. He did not try to be greater than others. He wasn't even in trying to be in competition with the religious rulers of that day. He, he was just humble in everything he, that he did. In Philippians uh, 2, 5 to 8. Ephesians, Philippians... What did I say? 2, 5 to 8. It says this. It says, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used at his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself. He was able to humble himself because he was humility. So he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So there we see that Jesus did not think of himself somehow superior, even though he was. 
even though he was completely superior in everything, he put himself in a position of humility and walked the earth in humble steps. He didn't try to prove himself to the Pharisees or Sadducees. Not once did he try and big note himself when he could have, and he would have been rightful so to do it. He would have been exactly the right person to stand up and say, I'm, I'm the guy that's better than all of you. But he didn't do that. Well, he corrected people and he challenged them and things, but he, didn't, he was never ever proud in any way. In Hebrews 4.16 it says, For we do not have a high priest, we're gone, have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. I love that Jesus lives out of a place of empathy. He's not sympathy. He doesn't feel sorry for you. He feels sorry with you. There's a difference. Why? Because Jesus came to the earth, like the last scripture said, he, he did not consider equality with God something that he would use for his own gain. So he brought himself down to the level of us. And, and, and he experienced every sin that possibly could, every punishment of sin, every temptation, every, every, everything. He, he had to experience all of that Yet he did not sin, the Bible says. But he still had to go through all of that and all, all the, the, the struggle of humanity and everything that man would, would struggle with. Jesus encountered the pressure that we, were, we, we are under as humans. But the Bible says he did not sin. So he, he's experienced everything we possibly could experience. Every temptation, every struggle, every pain, every miss, everything. He, he knows it in its entirety. And that's why, sorry, it's gone. He can empathise with us. Because empathy comes out of a place of experience. Someone that hasn't experienced what you've experienced can struggle to empathise with you because they don't know what it feels like. But when you've walked the walk like Jesus has, he knows exactly what it feels like for us. And he's able to empathise with us because of that. So this is the heart of Jesus. This is who he is. I, he is gentle and humble of heart. God's approval is not the gateway to his love. It's his compassion. It's his mercy. God doesn't approve of all people, but yet he loves all people. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.